Hi guys, welcome back to My Opinion. This is episode 13. We decided to take a break last week in light of everything that has been going on, not only in the U.S., but across the entire globe, the world. So I hope that you're staying safe, you're staying sane, and you're able to spend time with loved ones, but again, staying safe. I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to my opinion during this time. Last week was a time of a lot of change. I know some countries have made changes more significantly before the U.S., but last week we had some dramatic changes happen in several cities, states. It just depends on where you are. So we kind of took a pause here at my opinion, but we are back and we are going to do a special edition episode. We've been talking about really strong characteristics and the top qualities and characteristics for a leader and in leadership, but we're going to take a break from that in a sense, not completely, and pivot and talk about what it takes to work from home. We're going to talk about those qualities in episode 13 on Maya's Monday Motivation. Hopefully that will help you guys get motivated going into the week. And most of us are working from home. I am an expert in working from home. I've worked from home for over 10 years now as a contributor and as a leader. Also talk about working from home as a leader and what can we do to be a more effective leader as a remote leader. How can remote leadership be truly effective? And I truly think it is the wave of the future and I'm really grateful for having this experience and I am an expert in it. So let's dive in to Maya's Monday Motivation, talking about working from home and more specifically towards the end, remote leadership. And thanks again, you guys, for listening, especially during this really hard time. And my thoughts and prayers are with you guys. So let's talk about it. You guys are at home. You're working from home. What are some things that you can do to stay sane, but also effective in your job and your day-to-day and maintain that quality of life? Well, The first thing I would talk about is sticking with a routine and your routine and or maintaining a a schedule. It's kind of hand in hand. Everything I'm going to talk about is not earth shattering. It's probably not something you've read in one of the millions of articles you're seeing flashed in your face, but I think it's nice to hear it talked about or hear it from the perspective of someone that's been doing it for a long time and made those mistakes. I've made them. I've not stuck to a routine. I think one of the biggest mistakes that people working from home do is not sticking to a routine. And I still make those mistakes sometimes. I don't know when to turn it off. I don't know when to stop. And my husband will even tell me that too, like it's time to close it down. So I'm not saying that there's always a solution or or it's a, a finite thing that it's going to stop. It's going to solve everything for you. However, when you put those routines or schedules in place, it helps to stick much more than if you don't have them at all. Because you think, oh, you know what, I have my nine to five or my, you know, nine to six or eight to five. You have your schedule that you've had. So you figure at home that you're going to have it as well. And that's not the case because you have other things that are going to pull you away. And there's other elements that come into play too. Because 
you can roll out of bed and begin to work. So remember, you need to shower. You need to have a routine. You need to eat your breakfast. You need to take the dog out. You need to spend that quality time in the morning with your significant other or your child or whomever you spend your time with in the morning. Keep those routines and it will help. It will keep your life normal. Get a dedicated workspace. So I live in the city, so I relate a lot to this. We live in smaller living spaces. My husband and I are very creative in how we create and make our space work for ourselves <laughs> at this point. He is a chef. You guys hear me talk about it all the time on social media, and he's been on the podcast as well. And if you guys aren't, I'll plug him here. He'll love it. If you guys aren't watching it and you need something to do with your family, please watch his Cooking with Corona series. It's, it's really funny. You'll find me behind the camera often. <laughs> I am not a cook at all, so it's really amusing to me. But he, that's his space and that's his area, and he that's he's the king of that kingdom. I am fortunate enough where I have my own office. We have a two-bedroom in the city. We're very, very lucky, so I have an office. But it does function as other things for us, too, as other storage things. He has closet space. That I mean, there's other things that are happening in there. So we have to be really aware of, you know, what's going on with our schedules. But he is aware of when I'm working, when I have calls, what my schedule is for that day. And when I am in office, and when I am in business, and when he cannot disturb me. And it's the same for me during this time for him because he typically goes into, obviously, his work. He's a chef. But during this time, it's been a little bit different. So we've had to really respect that space. He has always had to respect that space or anybody that I have, whether it be a roommate or partner or whoever in the past has had to respect that too. But it's about communicating that effectively and making sure that you do that. I had a colleague in the past when I worked at David's Bridal had the same position as me he's amazing he ended up being one of my supervisors later on and he had not worked from home prior and I had already been working from home because I worked for Joseph Mink and then I went to David's and he told me that he really struggled with working from home prior to the position and I was like oh really like what were some of the things that you struggled with and he told me that he like wouldn't get out of his pajamas he'd go straight to the office and he would just work 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 and just all these things we're talking about he wouldn't know when to stop he would just stay in there so he finally him and his husband had kind of a come to Jesus moment so to speak because his husband was like oh my god his husband is a hair dresser and they also do some other things as well. He's a salon owner, very successful. And so he said, I had to create, I had to mentally do this for myself. And I was like, okay, well, what, what are you talking about? He said that he had to put an opened or closed sign on the door to his office to mentally allow him to open and close the time in which he was working so that he could spend time with his husband, his family, his friends, and take care of life because he needed to draw those boundaries. And I truly believe this. I've talked about this on other podcasts. So it's a little foreshadowing. It's really wild that all of us are working from home or majority of us are working from home. People's jobs who are non-essential. I, 
every person in the world is essential, right? But non-essential jobs where we are able to work from home. Not saying that your job is not essential. I'm not saying that at all. But it's a wave of the future. Like if it's something we can do from home, that's great. I'm seeing it as a positive. I'm taking this as a positive and I'm turning it into a positive. And I hope you do the same thing. But he was struggling with this. And so he had to take that and really shift it. He had never done that. And I have always kind of taken that in my tool belt and used that for some of my teams when they started working from home because it does mentally, it's a mental thing. It helps you turn on and turn off. And I still struggle with this, but I will tell you having an office or a designated space. So it leads me to that designated space in your house. I don't care if it's a corner. I don't care if it is the part of the kitchen table, which I'm not a super big fan of. I'm really not because that's supposed to be family space. But if you are limited on space, you know, a corner of the living room, if you have a room where you can shut the door, shutting the door is great because you can do the open and close sign, which I love. I love that. I always love that. So I'm going to say it. Shout out Randall. I love, I love my Randall. I haven't seen him in forever. He had such a great, great idea with that because it mentally prepares you do that if you can because it really helps you and it designates that space take breaks this is something I was terrible at in all honesty I can say that I'm not the expert in taking breaks from work when I get fully invested in something and I'm just rocking and rolling I will go and go and go until I am burnt out but I have learned you need to get up you need to stretch, you need to take a walk, you need to get outside, you need to be connected with the outside world. That's really important when you work from home. You'll run into a neighbor, you'll see the outside world in general, you'll be connected with just greenery, or if you live near the water, the what, whatever it is, the city, the buzz of the city right now, it's not buzzing as much, but that's really important in getting that fresh air and that moment to breathe and disconnect it resets you and resting your eyes from being on the screen your posture from sitting in a chair so super important especially for those of us who are used to being in jobs where you're moving and walking around a lot I am in sales so I'm running around to networking events or I work for an event production company so when you're running around doing things like that you're busy you're running around so I get so restless after a day where I have not moved stretch get up take breaks do something on those breaks too which is the benefit of being at home don't let that distract you so there's kind of a balance that you have to work out there too because you do have the luxury of being able to perhaps throw a load of laundry in or do something like that or maybe throw some dishes in the dishwasher but that's your lunch or that's your break that's not your day Stay connected with the world. So I'll talk about this in a second with leadership, but this is on you as an individual to stay connected. If you live by yourself, this is a really challenging time. Even if you don't live by yourself and you have a significant other or if you have kids, things are so different. Like everything is at home right now, like homeschool. You have a lot of people in your house. You've got to draw those lines. Like I was talking about before, you've got to tell them when you're in office or you're not in office, so they know they can come in and ask you a question, you've got to draw those boundaries. Well, you also need to stay connected with the outside world. You're no longer able to have those happy hours with the girlfriends. You're no longer able to 
have that, you know, once a week brunch with the girlfriends too. You're no longer able to go on the business lunches or there's so many things I I have even taken for granted. I have trouble listing them off. The coffees during the week, the catch-up sessions, things I have done spontaneously. I can't do them anymore. Just like all of you. And that's tough. So how do we make up for that? How do we make time for ourselves? Well, we do everything that we can to stay connected. Like working out, to happy hours, to coffees, to keeping our life as normal as possible in a really unnormal time. Set those times up with people that are important. And then some people you haven't talked to in a while and reconnect. That's happened to me and it's really cool. And I've already kind of talked about this other one, but setting up those those boundaries and the work hours. When are your work hours going to be? Let your family know. Create those boundaries. If you're working from 8 to 11 in the morning and that's a no question time, that's when no one can bother you. Then 11 to 1, it's lunchtime, it's kid time, you're available for work, but you're doing your lunch create your schedule and then you're back in the office from one to five no questions asked that's when you're fully dedicated whatever is going to work for you I don't know what that looks maybe you do two hour chunks and then you break it up with hour I don't know how your schedule is going to look everybody's schedule is going to look different but make a schedule stick to it but communicate that schedule to your family everybody's family looks different too and make sure they respect it and stick to it because that will make you successful those are my hottest tips working from home after 10 years i could give you nitty-gritty tips all day long if you want more tips of course send me a message i'm happy to give them to you i also go live every sunday on my instagram at 8 p.m eastern i'll give you all that information at the end but I think it's also important because I love talking about leadership and that's what I talk about always on this podcast. How are we coping with this as a leader? As a leader, this could be a massive shift in managing a team because they're remote. It could be effectively just more challenging, but with all the tools that you have today, it can be so much easier than you think. Even if you've never managed a team remotely, I promise you it's much easier than you think the tools are out there for you. You just have to take advantage of them and you have to trust that they're there, but you also have to trust your team. And this is also a time when you'll really figure out if you have the right team. I think that's one of the biggest lessons I learned in managing a remote team versus a team that was close by because I've never really had a team that was completely, I'm trying to think of the last time I had a team It was over 10 years ago that I had a team completely, probably when I was in retail in a store that was completely inside there every single day. Yeah, someone's always been remote. A couple people have always been remote. So you have to have that trust. And what happens when your team is remote? Team members step up to the plate and when you trust them, they do a really, really good job and you picked them to do this job for a reason. But it also becomes apparent quickly one way or the other if they are or they aren't doing the job, which is why I'm actually a huge, huge fan of remote work and probably why I've done it for 10 years plus. 
because I think you just cut everything out really, really quick and you find out if a job is for you or isn't for you and you find out if you're for the team or not for the team and you find out if the people working for you are for you or not for you. And I feel very strongly about that. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. How do we shift as leaders during this time when we're not used to doing that? I think something that's a little controversial is we can't punch in and punch out time-wise. So we really have to judge people based off of the work and are they completing their assignments in a, in a timely manner? I've asked for this assignment. Is this being produced? Yep, it is. Great. Not based off of the hours worked. So did they work 40 hours this week? Will you really know unless you have like a time clock on their computer and you're checking in on them? Okay, maybe. And if that's how you want to manage that, that's your prerogative. But if you're giving them the same amount of work in a 40 to 50 hour, whatever week they were working before, and they're still accomplishing all of their work and tenfold, sometimes they, they excel even more because they're working from home and they're even more productive. Because I will tell you in an office, when I had to go into the office, I was less productive. Not because I'm not a productive worker. It's because I was pulled in so many directions. I was interrupted all the time. People wanted to chat with me. People wanted to go out on two-hour lunches. People, I found that distracting. Does it mean that I can't work in an office environment? No, it doesn't mean that. It means that those days were frustrating to me because I would love to come in to visit and then leave because I saw so much wasted time. And I hope through this that we can find a positive element of the remote workspace and learn how to, as leaders, effectively manage and teach people to work remotely. Because the work-life balance that we all talk about can truly be implemented. But how do we manage it? How do we ensure that we look at the tasks that we are asking of our workers to complete. We're looking at the quality of the work versus the hours. But but I'm not saying don't look at how long that task takes typically, but you weigh that. So it's a, as a leader, it can be a little tricky in the beginning, but understanding that that's an eight hour task. And if they accomplish it in five because they're at home with no distractions, great. That's personally how I feel about that. I have no problem with that because someone who's a real go-getter is going to take those additional three hours. They might spend one or two with the family, but they'll spend one or two more on you and giving you something additional that you need. And guess what? That employee is happy. So I have gotten a million times back because you're happy as an employee. I've gotten my investment back But even more importantly, my employee is happy and is living the true work-life balance, which is so important. Staying connected. We already talked about this, but on a leadership perspective, this is so key. I've talked about on previous podcasts, having one-on-ones. It is so important to have one-on-ones. When you're having a one-on-one or when you're talking to someone on the phone, it is very challenging to actually know how they're feeling or see the reaction. When you are on video and you're able to see the reaction on their face, so they say something to you, right? Great. How they say it tonally is so important. How did you deliver that? How did you tonally deliver that? So a phone call is fine, whatever. But how your body language was, how your facial expression was, how all it escalates 
the communication to an entirely different level. So video calls, video conferencing has changed our communication entirely. And that's why the remote workplace has changed entirely. And that's why this right now we can handle this. It's our job as leaders to ensure that we're taking advantage of that. Because if we are not, and we're not touching base and creating that sense of connection, it will never work for you as a leader. My biggest advice in touching base through video, but also in a more frequent way during this time, is to ensure that your employee understands that, or employees understand that this is for them. A good leader is there to serve their employees. You're there for them. It's not about you. You're there to serve them. So when they feel that they're getting on these touch bases for you, it's about them. You're there for them. You're there to check in. So effectively communicating that is really important. And doing that on a video call, it comes across very genuine. This plays right into this, but communication. Communication is important. Consistent communication, which is what happens with these one-on-ones. But also deciding what to communicate and what not to communicate. This is a hard time. And some businesses are able to thrive during this difficult time. And some businesses are not. I have a lot of friends who have been laid off or are furloughed or are part-time or have lost their jobs completely and it's very very challenging so as a leader how do you navigate that how do you deal with that how do you communicate all of this i th- always err on the side of honesty and transparency that was two episodes ago i believe in it completely but i also know that when employees find out information It can be very challenging for them. My advice in communication is transparency and honesty is always the best policy. But until you really know what's going to happen or go on, err to the side of caution. Always think about how they're feeling and how they could perceive whatever you are going to say and be 10 steps ahead with that. It's so important because right now this is a hypersensitive time. And if you're feeling hypersensitive or you're feeling because it's your company or your business or you know you're feeling all the stress because your boss is it's compounding down from your boss imagine how that individual contributor is feeling or that person who oversees a smaller team it just trickles down so communication is key transparency and honesty always encouraged but delivery and when and how much information It is literally an episode on its own, but during this time, I think it's always important to stay. My style as a leader is cool, calm, and collected, and you have to decide for yourself, what is the culture of your company? Who is your company? Because your company kind of gets personified, and this is a great time to do that, decide who that is. Who is your company? Personify it. Because culture is what personifies your company. And this is a time in which you'll figure out whether your company really has a culture. And if your people align with it. And not that doesn't mean everybody's going to agree with every single thing that you do as a leader. But can everybody get on board with it? And does everybody make it through it? And that's what you need to decide. And of course, I have even more leadership tips 
during this time, but we could talk about that for hours and hours. And I might even do a part two to this because there's so much to talk about, but I'm going to leave it at that. Keep communicating, stay connected, do happy hours, do fun things with your team. We've done that at my job, my full-time job, and I've done that with uh, some of the things that I do on the side and some fun things, and I'd love to hear more from you guys. Thank you guys for participating in the lives. If you guys want to join me on my lives, again, I do a live on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. I answer all your questions from the podcast, but also personal questions. You guys ask me a lot of personal questions, so thank you so much for that. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 13 about working from home. Also, just some really high-level leadership tips about working remotely. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Maya Roffler. I have my own podcast page now at My Opinion Podcast. You can follow me on both pages, of course, and then also on Facebook at My Opinion Podcast. I'm really excited to say that my website will be relaunching this week. It's super easy. I'm sure you can guess. It's myopinionpodcast.com. It has been that site for a while, but it has been under construction because there will be blogs to coordinate with this podcast. So super excited to relaunch that as well. Thank you guys so much for continuing to listen during this really difficult time. We'll make it through. Thank you for staying positive and we'll see you next week. And I look forward to your messages. Have a great week.